Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Be nice to yourself. Lay listen. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Storybox podcast. My name is Jay Phantom and if you are listening for the first time or you are a returning listener, I just want to say welcome. Uh, This week on the show we have another special guest. His name is Lee Liston. Now Lee is an actor, is also um, a bodybuilder or was a bodybuilder and we're talking a lot about finding your purpose in life. Now as an actor, Lee has had a lot of success as you would call. He's been in four of Devon's Super Tram's videos. If you don't know who that is, you can look him up on on YouTube. He's quite famous. Um, And we also get to talking about Lee being in a Gymshark commercial or video that went viral on on YouTube. We also get to talking about how Lee went on a mission trip and how he found his purpose in that mission trip. And um, we get to talking a lot about the meaning of, of what life is and, and how you're able to sort of transition yourself out of certain aspects of life and, and find your your purpose-driven life, pretty much. So it's a great talk. I know you guys are going to get a lot out of what he has to say. So without me continuing on, continuing on let's dive into the story box and hear Lee's story. Hey. Yeah, got back. him back. Got him back. Okay, so pretty much... Sorry about that. No, it's not your fault, man. It's all good. It's part of being the internet and being a world away. Um, so I think it might be best to start start again, if that's okay. Um, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So the question was pretty much, so what does success look like to you to start off with and the definition of success? Um, so basically for me is success, success used to look like this big explosive thing, almost like you're setting off a firework, you know, you, you light mm. the firework, you're waiting for it to explode and you know, it's going to happen and it explodes. And, and then people look at it, look at it two one of two ways. It's either it explodes and there's a big firework show, or sometimes you light a firework and it's like a dud, right? And it's yeah. annoying. And you're like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be the big thing. And, and so, and then what I realized is, you know, um, is success is kind of a day by day thing. It's, it's something where you're you're putting a, adding a little to it each and every day, and then at the end of your life, you look mm. back on that. You know what you've added to it. You look at you look at that success and go, "This is what I made of my life." Because life is long, you know, mm. and and success isn't definite, you know, and it's and so it, and and failure isn't final, you know. No, hundred percent. I I totally agree with what you just said, especially with the failure part. And I think people can often get this idea of success in their mind 
uh, like the firework thing you were describing, like everyone sort of sees the stars and sees, you know, if you're an actor, especially, like you want to have your big break. And that for you might be, oh, I've, I've kind of made it, like, you know, I've, I've reached the pinnacle of success in a way. So where do, where do you think that idea of success comes from? Is that from yourself or is that from people around you, media? Where do you think it comes from? Well, are you talking about my idea of success now or my idea of success before? Your idea of success before and how has that changed to now? What sparked the change? Um, well, you know, you, you watch like Jimmy Fallon or these like <laughs> talk show hosts, you know, and you watch these celebrities and you, you almost look at them like they were born to do it. Hmm. Like, and, and it's like two sides of the equation. Like I'm the mediocre version. I'm the Walmart version, I'm the, you know, of, of their success and they're just meant for greatness. And, and, and one, one of the things of that changed my perspective a lot was, I mean, it sounds really simple, but I made a spreadsheet and I put like all my submissions that I've been doing, my resume, like I put everything I could think of. And every time I think of something, I put that on my spreadsheet resume that I put on to a real resume. That's kind of what, what I actually give to like you know, producers or casting directors or, you know, people that I'm sending emails to, you know, et cetera. And you know what I realized? It hit me like a ton of bricks. Hmm. Look, Dwayne, like Dwayne Johnson, for instance, has a huge resume, you know, WWE. And then he transitioned into acting and it exploded there and done so many things. But he has a resume just like the rest of us. And all of us can grow our resume. And the funny thing is, is he has something on his resume that's like the first, thing that's on his resume we all have the first thing that's on our resume and it's not great but but it's it's there and we all we all have something to build upon you know 100%. and that's and, and that's why i stopped looking at celebrities in the way that i did because i was like yeah they had the break but they still have to keep working you know you don't mm. stop working once you've made it you actually have to work harder in a lot of ways you know no. that that's just it you know like no one will ever truly make it like what? What is the actual definition of making it, so to speak? Like, there's always something more, something next that is gonna come into our life. You know, something that we need to actually strive for. I mean, sometimes you get to a, a point in your life that I've spoken to people. You know, they've sort of reached a level in their life where they're just they're not satisfied, so they want to do something else, and that sort of helps transition their def- definition of success into being something else. So it's very interesting to hear you say all that, man. Like, really appreciate you you saying it. Um, So let's go into your career and pretty much your life. So, like, I'll get you to introduce yourself, what you do for a living, and what has your journey been like to start off with? Well, all right. So my name is uh, Lee Liston. I'm 27 years old. I live in Provo, Utah. Um, I, my, my career in acting began about five years ago. So I served an LDS mission in the Philippines. Uh, so I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yep. So when I was uh, 19, um, I, I waited a little bit. I, I didn't go right away. I was a little uh, hesitant, but I decided <laughs> to uh, serve my mission and, and, and go into it and 
some of the ways I feel like I did it for the, some of the wrong reasons because I was doing it because everybody else was doing it. Mm. But ultimately, I'm glad I did it because I grew a lot. Not in height, but like I grew. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thanks. Um, I, but, but I did grow as an individual and I grew a lot. And one of those things on my mission while I was there, you, you do these things called role plays where you interact. Um, so you'll be teaching someone and you have all these weekly like district meetings that you go to. Um, where you have a district leader and you practice teaching and things and they'll kind of give you like a principle of teaching or something that you're not thinking about um, um, and using and and then we'll do these things called role plays using that for someone that you're teaching. Maybe you're teaching an investigator that has an issue with the word of wisdom. Now, when, when I say word of wisdom, you know, like um, as just members of the Church of Jesus Christ, Flattery Saints, we don't, you know, drink alcohol, we don't drink tea, we don't drink you know, you, you know, those kind of things. We don't partake of those things. And, and so it's like, maybe that's a concern or maybe they're not, you know, they're concerned about tithing. And so you, which is, you know, paying 10% of all we make to help build the kingdom of, of God here on the earth today. Hmm. So my, my point being is sometimes you teach people a principle like that and they'd have a concern like, Hey, I don't have enough money to do that or this or that, you know, you'd have a conversation about it. So, we would have these role plays where we'd, you know, be teaching the investigator and getting into it. And, you know, one missionary would actually be teaching, one pair of missionaries would actually be teaching and one pair of missionaries would be the investigator, you know, pretending to be them. So I kind of stepped into that and enjoyed it a lot. And, and I would get really into it. And sometimes they'd be like, whoa, that was just like we were teaching them for real. And I was like, whoa, that was crazy. You know, and, and then, and then people started asking me, have you ever thought about being an actor? And I was like, yeah, well, I've done, I did plays when I was like in junior high school and things like that. But like, I've never thought about it as a career focus. And, and so what happened was I got home from my mission. I met a guy named Elder Bergen. So he was at the, near the end of his mission. He's, he was from, he's uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee. He got called to serve in my home ward, which is, it was in West Valley, Utah when I lived there. And we met and we got introduced and he is a, an aspiring director. So he had worked on projects and done things and, and I didn't know his resume at the time, you know, but he, he looked at me and he said, Hey Lee, have you ever considered being an actor? And I was like, Whoa, you're like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, everybody's telling me that all of a sudden, but maybe, you know, and so I was going to go to UVU and, and before my, before my mission, I had gone to a place called the Haunted Forest and I was walking through the Haunted and with my friends in high school and this guy approached me, this creepy guy, because he was like this creepy like walkthrough. He comes up to me, keeps following me and I'm like, okay, now it's just getting weird. It's like not interesting anymore. <laughs> and he comes up to me and he gets down because he's on these stilts and he gets down. And he's like, hey, I don't want to offend you, but over at Utah Valley University, we're looking for a mini mascot. And if you, you come, we'll pay your tuition. We'll pay your room and board. Like you'll be good to go. And I was like, whoa, you know, and you know, and that was crazy. It was serendipitous. And so kind of, um, so kind of flash forward to, um, you know, leaving right before I left on my mission, one of the ladies that was like the manager of the thing said, actually, you know what, if you go on your mission, I don't know if we're going to be able to give you the same scholarship when you get back. And I was like, you know what? I don't know, but I need to go on my mission, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, you know, because I have faith in it. So I, you know, I go and serve my mission, and then we come back to where we were with Elder Bergen, and I said, yeah, 
And so he said, I moved back. I moved to Provo to go to UVU um, to see what the mascot thing is. And just to be out here because I wanted to grow. I didn't want to live at home anymore. And and he's like, go out and network. Meet people. And so I started networking and telling people, learned a little shindigs here and there, saying I was an actor, even though I had zero on my resume, right? Hmm. Like I had zero things on my resume telling people I was an actor. And the very first thing I got was I was at – a, I was at a like a dessert party. It was like on a Sunday. This guy owned a dentistry, uh, a dentist office, um, oh, like Forever Young Dentistry or something like that. Mm. And he owned it and he, and he invited me to a dessert party. So I went to the dessert party, started telling people, and this guy named Ben Chang said, hey, my friend RJ Edos is shooting a YouTube video and it's like a cover video of Shake It Off. It was when Shake It Off was exploding at the yep. time, you know, with Taylor Swift. And she kind of came into the pop, you know, full embraced her pop side of what she wanted to do with her career. So mm. we, we, we did a cover. Um, we recorded like a parody cover and I played like one of the seven dwarves. Like <laughs> Disney. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a cool thing and super random. And, and then I started networking and I met all these big YouTubers and then I built this, all this YouTube, like working with all these like Devin Supertramp, Stuart Edge. Like working with all these people on, that were pretty big on the YouTube platform, but ultimately you remember Barrett Bergen, who I talked about as my friend, is more like a he's like a Christopher Nolan, you know, mm. kind of guy. Where very serious. So it's like I kind of got distracted a little bit, and not to say it wasn't valuable to be in those YouTube things and have that on my resume. Ultimately, what I've wanted over time is I've done a bunch of things. I've done short films. I've done a bunch of YouTube videos. I've done commercials. I've done you know. You know, everything it is to be where I am now. I even did a reality show on TLC called My Little Life. You know, so it's, I've been, you know, kind of all over the place in media, but now my main focus is to get in feature films, short films, build my demo reel, build my resume, and show that I'm an actor, not just somebody who mm. looks like a cool little person that can be in films, but somebody that's a good actor. You know, so that's kind of my story. That's good, man. Like, good start to it. Um, very interesting. I've got a lot of questions coming out of what you just said. Um, so the first one is going, going back to sort of your school experience and things like that. Now you did say that you are a little person, if you don't mind me saying that. Um, so what was I'm so it? I'm very, I'm very cautious, you know, like with, with offending <laughs> people about their heights and everything like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know, like being, did that affect you in any way? Like being in school, were you, did people like um, bully you at all? Or what was your school experience like? Was it a positive one or or negative? Well, um, well, every, I mean, because you, you look at my dwarfism, you're like, oh, I bet he was bullied. But honestly with you, like to be honest with you, when I was in elementary school, I just had this charismatic personality I was gifted mm. with um, and I made friends I had so many friends and and it was almost like magnetic I was I mean honestly I was really 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 popular in school I had lots of friends I was like in in my ninth grade year so I was still in junior high I was student body president if that you know and, oh well and, done yeah no it was cool it was cool That's but mad. it was yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I was student body president in junior high and like I did lots of cool things. Like in I remember this one time, this one kid, only one, 
that I can remember this kid was like, oh my gosh, it's a midget. And just for context, midget's pretty derogatory to mm. little people generally, you know? And it was like, oh my gosh, look at that midget. And I remember this, this Polynesian guy grabs the kid and shoves him up against the locker. He's like, <laughs> if you ever say anything like that again, I will like kill you. Or, like, uh, well done. Said. You know, <laughs> you know, but, but like, I just had a lot of support. So it's like the, the biggest amount of bullying I got, you know, if you, you want to call it bullying was mostly from younger kids, like little kids, you know, because I go to Walmart or a public mm. place or a restaurant and I'm walking around and, and like, mom, mom, look at him. Look at him. Look, look, you know, and it's like being a celebrity, even when you don't want to be, it's like, <laughs> you know, cause you're like, ah, I just want to eat in peace, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I, cause I walk in a room and people notice, right. Whether mm. for good or for bad. And so, yeah, no, it's that, that that's kind of where the extent of bullying has come from, if you want to call it that, you know? Well, they say that no publicity is bad publicity. So <laughs> regardless, you know, I think um, like everyone, I think today the world's come a long way in terms of um, bullying and, and in, in another sense as well, probably hasn't in, in Australia. I don't know what it's like in America, but... Um, it seems to be that, you know, um, diverse, diverse, uh, diversity and, and things like that is starting to shift the right way. There's like a lot of promotion about those things. So um, it's good that you had a positive experience, man. You seem like the kind of person that does have that magnetism about them. Like if I was to meet you, man, I'd love to just go up to you and start talking to you um, like, like we're doing now, you know, like just getting to know each other, like getting to know your story. Um, so your acting career, can you say that it started sort of in school? Like that's when you sort of had the passion and the drive to want to go and be an actor or did you want to do something else? Um, honestly, I've always felt like I was some kind of surfer boy when I was younger. <laughs> and, and what I mean, not, and not, not this like actually surfing, but just that like, have you ever seen uh, Finding Nemo? That yes. Pixar Disney movie. So, so do you remember when they go into that current and they bump into those turtles? Yep. You know, and, and the turtles are just like, we're just going with the flow. You know, it's yep. like, and you know, and, and you have the the dad. I can't remember the dad's name, but you know, he's just crush. Like, I gotta find my son. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And, so, and so anyway, the dad's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And he's like, just be cool, man. You know, just like we're going with <laughs> it. You know. And, now, um, and, and the only thing is, is that's kind of me. I, I just, I've never, this sounds really bad, but I've never taken things as serious as I should. Like I, <laughs> I always liked being the center of attention. So I think that is why I liked acting and that I have that kind of personality that likes that. But I, I, it wasn't until, like I said, after my mission that I was like, oh, I could do this for real. Because I was only doing plays and stuff in school because mm. that's what my friends were doing. I was like, okay, I'll come do the play with you. But, you know, it wasn't to any, like, this is what I want to do. Like, mm. it wasn't to that extent. I've just, and I don't know. I've, yeah, that's just kind of me, I guess. So there was nothing that you actually want or you thought about doing in school besides acting? Well, well, I, 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 what I mainly wanted to do, so when I was younger, I wanted to be, I kind of jumped between careers. So when I was in elementary school, I wanted to be an astronaut because I wanted to be the first little person astronaut. I had never seen it. 
and I wanted to do it. And every little kid wants to be an astronaut. And then on top of that, I was like, oh, I'll be the first little person astronaut. I was pretty ambitious <laughs> about that as a kid. You know, like I was just eager, wanting to change the world, and that's how I could impact it. And then as I got older, I, I kind of moved into more um, like uh, I, I had a season when I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved animals. But I feel like if I was around anybody that had a career and they were good at talking about it, like, um, like I mean, for instance, it would be like if you, you being, you know, an interviewer on this podcast, if he was like, yeah, this is my job and this is what I do, I'd be like, oh, that looks fun. I want to try that, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I love to try things and, 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 and to do that. And so and then I wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, for a while, uh, I thought I can say that. Lawyer. Yeah, just be in a courtroom and be like, "Yeah, Perry Mason." If you know who Perry Mason <laughs> yes. is, yeah. so so um, I wanted to do that, and, and it just I was I, I was I've always been interested in a lot of things. So thought about being a lawyer. Um, I worked at a bank called Wells Fargo. I don't know if they have Wells Fargo in Australia, but no. it's a it's a it's a it's a mega bank, if you will. It's kind of a big bank. And I worked there for like five years. And I was like, I worked there as a means to an end though. Like, cause I would work there and then I'd get acting jobs, you know, and like commercials, like outside on my days off. Mm -hmm. And, but, but yeah. And then I thought, okay, my career is going to be Wells Fargo maybe. And I'm going to stop acting eventually. But I was like, nope, nope, still not it. Got it. Mm. I like, it's just like, it's acting has always just found its way back. You know, it's kind of like, you like threw it somewhere, you threw it in a trash can, and then it's sitting on your bed when you walk in your room. And then you throw it out the window, and then you walk in the bathroom, and then it's sitting on the mirror. You know, yeah. it just act, acting didn't really leave. And so that's kind of, and especially film acting, you know, so that's, yeah, that's, yeah if, if, if that makes sense to what I'm saying. Oh, totally, man. It's amazing how what you're meant to be doing despite the fact that you might like you said try and throw it away and go do something else it's amazing how it almost comes like full circle comes right back to you and you're thinking how what is okay i'm going to try to do something else now because this happened to me many times like I'm a, I'm a filmmaker right so it's ever since i was eight that's the point where i can remember that i wanted to make movies and i wanted to tell stories more but then use the power of film as the medium to share stories um that would you know challenge people and you know i sort of like started because in, in australia like you, you got to get a job get money that sort of thing like it's not as big as in what it is in america it's very very hard it's a very hard industry to break into um so you know you have those people that tell you sort of like why don't you go get a job and then work on it on the side and do your best at that and then go back to filming when you've got yourself set up and you got some capital behind you. And and I, I just thought, you know, I, I want to go directly to filming. I'm going to go to film school and I'm going to do this. This is going to be my, my actual job for the rest of my life. But the interesting thing, man, it didn't actually work out like that. So I totally understand what you mean. Um, so I'm curious to know as well, like the mission side of things. Where where did that come from and how did that start? Um. So as far as like, why did I serve the mission or what? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, why did you want to actually go and do it? Was it like you sort of going with the flow again or did you like have a conviction to actually go yourself? Um, a little bit of both. So I, so growing up, I haven't told this story in a long time, but I, when, when I was about 19, I was hanging out with friends all the time. I had three friends, my friend, um, 
Caleb, Paxson, and Kevin, we just hung out every day. Like, we wake up, hey, what are we doing today? I don't know, let's do this. And we did that, <laughs> and I, I kind of became just the endless summer, right? Of, like, not... And then it's winter, but you're still hanging out like it's summer. So, um, <laughs> good way to put so, it. So, yeah. And so I, I would hang out with my friends a lot. And, and I was living with my parents and I was working at Wells Fargo as a teller. You know, I, I had a pretty chill. I had a good amount of money in my account. Like, I wasn't like being crazy, but I wasn't doing anything with my life at that point. You know, I was just existing. And mm. which, which, you know, we all go through that phase, you know, to in, in some extent. And so my dad, my dad invited me into his room one time and he said, Lee, I need to talk to you. And I said, oh, here we go. You know, like, you know, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you get kind of nervous when your parent says that, especially you live in the house. And you're like, oh, I wonder if he knows. Like, do I know what? <laughs> no, just, knows a secret now. that I don't even know about. <laughs> right, right. And so... And so he, he, he brought me in and he said, Lee, you have three options. And I was like, okay, you either move out, pay rent. Uh, well, yeah, move out and go to college, stay here and just pay rent or go on a mission. And I was like, whoa, you know, cause <laughs> I mean, you know, you would think though, it was like a wake up call. Cause I was like, oh my goodness, I'm mm. not doing anything with my life. <laughs> You know, like I'm just existing. I'm I'm crush right now, right? Like I'm yeah. just existing in 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 this space of this time. You know, not to get too philosophical, <laughs> but anyway, like, but but it, it got so there, and so finally, um, I was like, you know what? I don't want to just sit and exist and pay rent because that just means I'm doing the same thing that I'm doing now, but paying money to do what I'm doing now, and I don't want to do that. And, you know, uh, or I could, you know, go to college, but I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I'm not ready to go to college. And I was, and, but then I was like, you know what though? I do want to go to mission. This time is going to pass where I can't, you know, serve a mission, you know, where, where I'm going to regret it if I don't. And, and, and I know it's like, I didn't have a super dying conviction at the time, but I knew it's what I needed to do. And so I said, all right, dad, I'm going to go on a mission. He said, okay, let's do it. And so I went through and, you know, did my mission papers, which, there's a process, you know, and then you get your mission call, which is kind of a phenomenal experience. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but you, you know, you get something in the mail and you it's your mission call. call. What? <laughs> right. I did, it, but, but it's a letter. So I don't know how it's a call, but it is, <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> but you a get call a, to you read the letter. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, yeah. But they still don't call you. You just get the letter. So it still doesn't work. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, so you get, you get the letter and you open it up and, you know, you're, you're with the family and everybody's like anticipating it. It's kind of like a fun little event, you know, and because you don't know where you're going hmm. until you read this. And so I remember us, uh, sir, like, you know, getting getting it, inviting a couple friends over and ripping it open and going, you know, uh, Elder, listen, you have been call hereby called to serve in the uh, Baguio Philippines mission. And you'll be speaking the language of Tagalog. And I was like, Tagalog? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's crazy. I didn't even know that was a language. And then, you know, Tagalog obviously is the right way. I remember um, when I was in, in uh, working at Wells Fargo, I was in the town. Like, I, I would say these like, Tagalog, Tagalog. <laughs> like, I would like memorize how to say it so I didn't sound like when I was talking about it. And, and so I, you know, and, and so I got my call and, 
I was really excited and I was really nervous and, and getting, you know, and, and yeah, I, I went on a mission and you spend about, I, I spent nine weeks in the MTC. You go into the missionary training center and, you know, you learn how to teach, you learn how to, you, you know, you learn uh, the foundation of the language, you know, you don't like go out speaking it fluent, but you learn the foundation of the language and then you go out and you get your trainer who trains you how to, you know, be a missionary in the field. Mm. And, and then that was overwhelming for me because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I didn't have a work ethic. Remember I was crushed. Like I was like, imagine throwing crush into like a hard, in, intense work environment, you know? And so I was like, you know, I was like, this is overwhelming. I, I, I remember like, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this <laughs> at all. And you know, I was like, I hate this. And it was hard. And, and, and Filipinos made fun of me a lot. Like, you know, nothing mm. wrong with Filipinos. It just, they don't have the same kind of political correctness you and I do. Um, which it's just is true because it's just like, oh, where's Michael? Oh yeah, the fat guy. I know, I don't know where he is. Like it, it, it's a physical feature. It's not offensive to like describe it yeah. um, in, in that way. Um, and so anyway, it's just, it's just different culture, which is fine. I got used to it, but overall, and then a year later, so you, you go through different companions. You only have them like, you can have them up to like, you know, a certain amount of time. And then when the mission president feels inspired, like he'll give you a new companion or your training is only 12 weeks and then you get a follow-up trainer or you train or, or you just get a regular companion. There's lots of different ways your mission can go. And I remember, um, you know, I, I moved on from my trainer and I went through all this growth and a year later he became what's called a zone leader, which is over a group of missionaries. So you have uh, missionaries, you have district leaders, and then you have zone leaders. It's not like a tier, it's just what they're responsible for. And mm -hmm. so my, uh, my trainer, my first companion in the MTC, the one I spent the time with, because you always have a companion, uh, he, he became the zone leader, which I was like, you know, cool. And then my trainer became his companion. So my, tr my, my first companion, we didn't get along at first either. And then we became best buddies. And then like, and then same with my trainer, I went through all that like hardship of, you know, you know, getting used to the mission. And then suddenly I am, um, and it's a year later and I had gotten really good at the language. I had been through a lot. I had been seasoned and I, I'll never forget him and I went out teaching because we went on what's called exchanges where a missionary, like a district leader will go on exchanges with the zone leader to see how the, their area is, you know, that they've, you know, that they have responsibility over and they, you know, either go teach, just do a regular day. They're just, they're just checking on the area. So we went out and taught. And holy crap, we were like a dynamic duo. Like that, like, and it was, it got me emotional because I was like, this is so cool. Like I had learned the, like gotten really good at the language. Like he was like, whoa, you know, and so it was just, and it was just like, you know, and, and it, it was really cool. And so, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it was such an adventure and so, so much growth happened, mm. you know, during that experience. And how long were you there for? Two years. Two years. Did you ever come back home or were you just in the Philippines for two years? Um, no, I used, I stayed there the whole time. So wow. I, so yeah, yeah, no, it's a commitment for sure. It's, 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 it's different. People are like, whoa, but yeah. That's a major change, man. Like absolutely incredible. Like going from your home life to then something that's literally way out of your comfort zone to another country, learning another language, learning another culture and then having to teach them like that's pretty remarkable how you were able to do that man like 
Wow. <laughs> so did you think when your dad gave you those three options, did you think that the mission would be the easiest option? Um, you know what? In some ways, yes, I did. And I think that's why, I think that's why it was so hard because it's like a slap in the face. Like, I'm going to humble you. I'm going to humble you up right up, you know, just because Heavenly Father was like, I'm going to humble you up. And I'm gonna make, you know, because, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I see, I, I see how you'd like, well, God, this is, this is I don't know, no big deal. You know? But yeah, yeah, yes. Sorry. Did you sort of make that decision straight away or how long did it take you to make the decision? To go on a mission? Yes. Um, It was like, a, it was like a, couple hours like i like walked away from that conversation like <laughs> yep yep going on a mission like i like it i want to say like it was like three months later but no it, it was like it, it was a couple hours i was like yep dad i'm gonna go on a mission cool glad we got that figured out because it was like once like i said it was a wake-up call right like it was it was like i need to move forward with my life mm. Mm. that's all good man like fantastic and what was the i think the number one thing that you learned from that experience? Um, I think how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is mm, um, in, in people's lives. Like I, um, I think we all get so busy, right? Like you and I are talking about careers and what we want to do with our life. And, and then, and then the gospel of Jesus Christ puts it all into perspective. Like I can be Dwayne, the rock Johnson tomorrow, but that won't matter if I'm not living, you know, to these things that I know that are true, mm. because if this is true, you know, I want to return. I, I don't know how much you know about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but the goal is to, you know, live righteously, live the commandments, repent, ret- and, and ultimately return to live uh, with our Father in Heaven. Mm. And in, in, in that sense, it puts things in, 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 in for, because his, because it says in the in Doctrine and Covenants, it's, um, it says, it's his work in, no, sorry, in Moses 139, it's his work and his glory to bring to pass eternal life and immortality of man. And, you know, and, um, I, and, and so my, my point being is that is his vision. Hmm. And so all we're doing here is prepping and everything surrounds it. And, and you can watch films and, and everything has elements of that in it. That's where you feel good when you watch it. Like you feel because everything has elements of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and so I, I think it was just, I, I've forgotten sometimes if you've seen the Lion King, I watch a scene mm. with my friend because I'm not perfect and I've made mistakes and, and, and I want to, I'm and and I've done it and I've strayed, even though I know these things, um, I've made mistakes. And I remember, um, I was watching that scene from Lion King with my friend the other day, um, where have you, and where, um, Simba is a little bit older and yep. he's kind of lost and, you know, and he bumps into Rafiki and mm. he's like, I know your father, you know, and he put brings him through all those like, um, and Rafiki those, gives uh, him a smash on the head. <laughs> like, yeah, wait, correct. Wake up. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, it was in the past, you know. Yeah. It's like, but that hurt. It's in the past. And he moves <laughs> him towards it, and he shows him to remind him who he is to be. You know, um, he he was destined to be the king of the Pride Lands. And now we're not, I'm not saying everybody that is in this capacity is destined for that, but it's like. It's it's not underestimating how great you are and how great what understanding what God has in store for you. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's 
And that and that's what we're here to say. It's not like, hey, I'm going to fix you and make you a cookie cutter way. It's like, no, I want to show you the way to mm. become happy, fulfilled. Because look, ideally, like I can be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. I can, I can, I can be the best actor I could possibly be. But and, and I can have the best of both worlds. It just it's just a matter of because I used to see it separately, and because when I see it separately, because people in the film industry, as you probably well know, yep. don't have a high standard of living. You know, they're partying, they're drinking, they're hanging out with friends nonstop, they're doing things, and you know, not being judgmental, but it's just that's just the lifestyle that's adapt. So it can be very hard to be a member of the church and then also live in you know in that environment. You know, because you have to know. And decide, you know, before you get involved in those, you know, in in that industry, in this industry, you want to say that that what it's going to take, you know. Mm. And I feel the same way about that, man. Like I, I'm a born again Christian myself. Yeah. Um, grew up in a family that, you know, went to church. Um, but if you don't find the Bible talks about finding your own salvation and then uh, working on yourself, like working on your own salvation and working on uh, your own principles, values based on, on the Bible. And like what you said in terms of what's the point of just going through life if you're not going to actually share the truth, the, the word. And, and the Bible says like very clearly, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes but to, but to the Father but through me. So like through Jesus Christ, that's that's what I mean. Like our mission as as people, as Christians is to spread the word of Jesus Christ and to uh, help people not to like smash it in their face and say, look, this is it. Like this is the truth and you need to repent. You need to do this. But to lovingly, I think that's where a lot of people think that Christians aren't going to love them properly. It's just like, I'm going to blatantly put this out there for you and you need to, you need to listen. You need to take it. Um, But it's, it's literally like, this is why you need to accept Jesus as your savior. You know, like these are the reasons for it. Um, you know, so you can you can live with Christ forever. You know, it's not. And in talking about the film industry as well, like for me, I know that because my uncle's in the the film industry. He's a special makeup effects artist, so he's worked on many many Hollywood blockbusters: Wolverine, Babe, Charlotte's Web matrix the whole whole thing man like he's he's heavily into it so if you were to ask him a question about what the film industry is like he will tell you he knows um but that he's he's not a christian unfortunately but he will tell me this is the life of a person in the film industry and is that something that you want to be part of and then i'm saying well i want to be part of it but i don't have to follow along with it if that makes sense, like I, I can be like, it's a principle of the Bible. He's like, you can be in the world, but not of the world. You know, like you, you don't have to follow those trends, even though it is very, very difficult not to actually follow them. Like you can get very caught up in, uh, like if you make friends in there, you know, it's very, very tempting. Um, I don't know if you've ever found that man for yourself. Um, tempting in, uh, in, in what capacity tempted by like, what like, exactly? Like tempted to go out and, you know, party and to, to drink and to do all those sorts of things that the film industry sort of promotes, like the party lifestyle, like party hard. 
so to speak. Yeah, I've and 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 that's and that that's kind of what we talk about rediscovery and that that that's kind of like the dark side of being the crush personality. Hmm. Is you kind of you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try this because I want to experience it. Like I've never experienced it, and you know, and so I, I don't want to get too into detail, but I have given into those temptations at times, and and I you know because I was so around it, it's everywhere, and and the problem is with people sometimes is especially as you know uh, believers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we we sometimes underestimate how powerful the adversary is and how powerful those temptations are right like because you always tell yourself like oh you know like i would never do that or i will never do that and then suddenly you're at this party you're doing it and then you do and you're like whoa like in and 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 still even then though that's where if you lose faith because the adversary wants to like you're done you messed up you can't go back and that is the point of the atonement of jesus christ i that is the point of repentance right like that is like that is the saving grace that is that is being able to go through the steps and return to him. It's not this perfect, like if you having a perfect track record, it's about accepting that you're imperfect and, and, and letting someone who is perfect, like the savior, you know, guide you towards, you know, um, guide you back to heavenly father. So it's like that's um, in, in taking full advantage of the atonement that, that he, you know, he button died for our sins. You know, and so it's already been done. Like you make mistakes and it's a weird concept to think something in the future that you will do in the future has already been paid for. You yeah, know, that, nice. that's nuts. That'd yeah. be like, that'd be like going to like McDonald's or whatever and going, Hey, I'd like to get this food. And like, Oh yeah. And this and this and this. Yeah. It's already been paid for. What do you mm. mean? It's already been paid for. Someone paid for it. And you're like, really? And so that's kind of the, that, that, that's how it is. And not saying you seek sin out, you know, to, to do that, right? Like you're not going to go seek sin out just like, I, I want to see if this works. Like you're not going to go to, Hey, um, I, this is paid for, right? <laughs> that, that's not, you know, like, you know, like, you know, you're not going to look at it that way, but you look at it in the way that if you do mess up, it is there as long as you are a repentant mind. Like you're not, you're not mocking the atonement and you're not mocking the plan of salvation. Right. Mm. You know, so that that's kind of, you know, just kind of getting deep into that. That's good, man. Like I like how you said the example of McDonald's. <laughs> that was funny. Um, everyone loves food, so if you relate it back to food, people are going to resonate with it very well. That's well, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I want to move um, forward a little bit towards some of the projects that you've been a part of. And now I remember seeing you on one of Devin Supertram's videos and wondering. Who is this guy? Like he's he's amazing. Like he's absolutely incredible. You know, um, like he made me keep watching the movie. Like I love Devin Supertramp's work, and I love how he just brings on so many different people, like different calibers, and telling a story. Like the way that he tells a story, um, he's just so much energy as well, man. Like he, he just looks like he's just like a, a bundle of pure energizer. Like he just keeps going. Um, so how did you actually get that project with him? So what happened was is, so remember when I told you about RJ Edos and those YouTube projects like that Disney Shake It Off video? Yep. So what happened was is I worked with RJ on a few more projects. Then one time I was walking around at the Sundance Film Festival, excuse me, and um, I was walking 
through the Sundance Film Festival. And I actually have film. If you watch my video, Little Guy Learns, it's my YouTube channel that I made where I learned things on the fly. And Devin taught me how to glide cam on the fly like I'd never done it. The reason I tell you that is that in the beginning of the video, I show how Devin and I met. And I was walking around kind of vlogging it a little bit. Like I had my phone with this little like phone holder thing and I was holding it out and just kind of interviewing people on the fly. Like just kind of having fun. And Devin was one of the people I, I, I knew of him and we knew apparently knew of each other. And I, I was walking and I and I just got the impression to film candidly and I walk and I walk out of this novelty shop with some friends and it was like pretty late. And they go, Devin? And he goes, Lee? <laughs> and then I was like, you know, and, and I film him and he's like, dude, what's up, man? I've always wanted to work with you. He's like, I've always wanted to work with you. And, and so we kinda got hyper and became friends yeah uh, um and then at that point we started working together on uh, on a couple things like we worked on uh the mario kart video obviously the, yep. the both videos we filmed there and then we did that bullies versus underdog video which was a lot of fun um i don't know if you've seen that and and we just kind of and then we've just kind of remained friends ever since so it's kind of it was a serendipitous moment right place right time hmm. and it was just and then that spawned this beautiful friendship. So, yeah. That's great, man. And how many projects in total have you actually done with him? Um, I've done three. And have you, so are, you gonna, are you going to be doing any more? Um, possibly. It really just depends. Um, I'm kind of more towards it. it I'm, I'm more towards it like, because he's more YouTube oriented. Yep. And I'm more, I'm more film and TV oriented. Yeah. Um, and so I want to be on feature films. I want to build my film career and just that. So if he texted me and called me and said, Hey, um, I have this video and if it was the right video and I had the schedule, I'd be like, Hey, Cal, let's do it. You know? Yeah, good man. And so going into like sort of the feature film and TV world, how is that been going for you at the moment? Well, at the moment it's, it's popping. I don't know if the way <laughs> that's the, how the kids say it. Right. But um, it's it's going well. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've been working really hard. I TV was is always. I got a random email one time. Um, I I think my friend connected us, but he this TLC producer reached out to me. Um, they worked for a production company called Betty, like based out of the UK, and then they TLC paid them to produce the show called My Little Life, and they reached out and they interviewed me and. And so I kind of got my TV debut, if you will. I mean, reality shows don't put people in the best light, you know, no. but it, it, it was still, you know, it was a cool experience. It was, you know, you said no publicity is bad publicity, and this was just publicity. So anyway, so that, that's been going well. But re recently, um, I've been booking a lot of short films. I've been booking, you know, extra work and, and uh, as well on feature films and just, just moving up the chain, you know, just building – like I said, stacking that resume, you know, and, and working on anything, shaking hands with people, working on stuff. So a lot of and a lot of potential stuff too. There's there's a couple of big big things that I'm trying to get my foot in the door, for, get noticed for. And mm. so if if that kicks off, then it's like then a like then it's really a career at that point, you know. But at this point, it's just building that resume so people take me serious. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Like I think you've got to do. The groundwork you got to do the legwork now and you never know where that might actually take you in the future like we we're talking about a little bit before um you know i think that 
I saw you, and this is where I reached out to you actually, the Garcia brothers. So those, you know them, right? You were part yeah. of their, Yeah. So actually, yeah. they're actually, well, it's a funny story. I don't actually know them in person, but I've been following them for ages. Like they had a movie called The Lighthouse and I watched that movie and I absolutely loved it. Like I was astounded at the storytelling and the way they, they made the actual movie and uh, Drew and and Nate, I figured out that they were, they were actually brothers because I didn't know that, that at the time. And I just started, you know, following what, what they were doing over the years. And then they made that short, Hero. And then I was like, okay, these guys are actually going somewhere. Like, I can see them heading towards Hollywood. Like, they, they're going to make it for sure. And then they made, like, a mini feature of Hero. Like, a, a, a longer version of Hero. And that that was just incredible. Like, blew me away how they made it. Um, and then they made that Christmas commercial with, with you in it. And that's, that's when I sort of like, I was looking at, you know, your, your profile, what you were doing. And I was very curious to know your story, your background. And that's sort of where it, be, where it began, man. But I had seen you in like Devon Supertramps videos, um, but didn't really know who you were, to, to, so to speak. Um, so it's a very, very small world, man. Like with the internet and Instagram, it enables you to like connect with so many different people, which has been absolutely amazing, um, for my podcast. So now I also saw you the other day in a, in a Gymshark video. So how did that, how did that start, man? Well, it's by a beautiful thing called serendipity that seems to be the theme of, of things right so i got i was feeling i was in um at home one day and i woke up with intense vertigo and later on i found it to be meniere's disease what meniere's Ooh. disease right like is it causes you get vertigo but then it causes um like hard of hearing in like one ear like you become hard of hearing in one ear and and so i i, I became pretty deaf in my left ear and you know, and, but I, I, at the time I didn't know what was going on. And so I called my dad. He drove down from a place called St. George, Utah. And he said, hey, I'm going to come pick you up. And I said, okay. He comes, he picks me up, and he takes me to the hospital. And then we drive to St. George to recover. Well, we drive to St. George's cover, and I was kind of at the time, you know, kind of kind of dabbling in it. Um, and I was kind of interested. And I just on this guy named Steve Cook, who is, ah, you know, a, yep. a, a, a a gym shark athlete. So I was like, cool. I want to, um, I'm, I'm like, I'm a fan. I just read this article on him and I was like, cool. Like, no, you know, no big deal. Not thinking about it. And so then I remembered I was in St. George and I remember he has this gym called fitness culture, which is a gym. I believe that gym shark helped him build and build it. And it's his business, you know, it's his gym and, and, and things like that. And so I, I woke up when we were in St. George, like, dad, I'm feeling a lot better. I'd love to go to I, I know of this gym called Fitness Culture that I believe Steve Cook owns, and I would love to go, you know, work out there just to check it out, just for, you know, and I didn't think he was going to be there by any means, but, like, it was still fun to go. And so I remember walking into the gym, and I walk in, and lo and behold, he's sitting, like, on a couch, <sighs> and, I, and, I, and, and I was just, like, so starstruck, like, in that moment. Like, I, like I just read an article 
knew who he was. Like, and I was like, <clears throat> and I like walk up to the front counter, front desk lady, and I was like, is that, is that Steve Cook? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Like, obviously, I knew who he was. So I, I like, I, I like buy the day pass. Like, like, yeah, can I get a day pass? She's like, the yeah, cat, I don't care. I just, I want to get it. And so I'm like holding my breath. You know, I'm like, you know, not trying to be weird, but it's funny when you're trying not to be weird. Like, that's when you're the weirdest. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know. So, so I was like walking in, and I walk in, and I walk past him, and just for him to notice me, and he kind of looks over like. And he kind of knew that I noticed. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, you good? I mean, I'm good. I'm like, but, uh, no, and uh, I wasn't that weird. I promise. That was just that was just for entertainment value. Okay, yeah, yeah drink the good, story, good one. But, uh, thank you. Um, uh, uh, anyway, uh, I, I walked up. He shook my hand and I said, "I'm Steve Cook." And I was like, "Oh, hi, I'm Lee Liston." And we ended up talking for like 30 minutes, and, wow. and we we chatted. And I told him I read the article. And I got really deep. I was like, I was kind of like the way you and I chat. I was asking, is it very hard, like being in the fitness industry? Do you ever feel like people base your success in fitness about if your aesthetic is there a certain way, or, or is it, or do you wish it was more on the knowledge that, you know? And how do you compare the two? Because you can't always say, you know. We just got in this really deep talk, and he was like, it was almost. I mean, I mean, he could speak to this if he wanted, but I almost feel like it was therapeutic for him, you know, to <laughs> to have this, have this real refreshing conversation not just like hey i'm obsessed with you you signed my shirt kind of deal <laughs> and so and so i i i we were sitting there chatting and he goes hey i'm at, let me let me tell you what and i was like okay he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to take a picture with you i want to throw it on my instagram story and then i want to tag you and then i'm gonna follow you i was like okay whoa that was cool you know and so <laughs> he he takes a picture with him and i he throws it on his story, tags me, and says, what an enlightened dude. I, I'll never forget that. I was like, well, I'm enlightened Wow, man. And so he says that, and he follows me and everything, does he, what he says he's going to do. And and then a few months later, I'm not even thinking, it, you know, I'd kind of forgotten about it. I had, of course, posted the picture, you know, of me and him since and talked about it, kind of, you know, low-key brag, but you kind of make it look like you were – I'm just kidding, but, but you know, and, but you're uh, – I had posted the picture of him and I, and then Gymshark, I guess, saw that, and they happened to be doing a campaign called the Way to the World campaign. So they, they sent me a message, and I was like, oh, this is scam. This isn't real. There's no way this is real. Saying like, hey, we'd love you to participate in our Way to the World campaign. Like, so I was like, Ugh. I was like, whoa. And so I, I messaged them back, not really believing it, and, and then it was all real. And I was like, holy crap. Oh. So they paid my way to come down to St. George, five hour drive where, where I live now. And um, and so I drove, they paid for my gas, they paid for, they put me up hotel for a night, you know, so I could go film. You know, I don't know if I should be telling everybody like, Wow, I should try to get in a gym trick video. But anyway, um <laughs> they, they they put me up. Um they they put me up and we went and filmed and then we filmed that video that we we saw today and and i'm not gonna lie like once again just being completely honest they 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 brought up the camera and they're like hey we're gonna film now one of the regret okay one thing just a little side note i hate the one of the things i hate about that period of time so i worked for a place called evermore park at the time 
yeah uh which is the theatrical experience park that you've probably seen like on instagram and i had to grow out that beard and i hated that but the costume <laughs> the beard was fine but i when but when i was but when i wasn't in the costume i looked like i was homeless like you know like i was like hey lee you doing good you okay you all right at home you know, like, you know but but really that's what i'm doing and so i got a trim luckily i got a trim up for that video and so i got my like hair trimmed and um and my beard trimmed you know and and i and i went there and i filmed that video um and i remember they filmed and they filmed they're like hey these are the i'm gonna ask you a question and then answer it and they filmed it and then i gave my answer you know in some in in the video and they were like holy crap i was like what they're like that was the best that we've like gotten out of this whole thing with everybody we filmed with like conversational wise and i'm like oh thank you and it yeah. was just like a pretty cool experience wow man that's that's awesome because i know the video kind of went viral so like that that's me and for an actor like wanting to get noticed and you know book gigs and things like that that's sort of how you've got to do it these days as well you know you got to hook up with the right kinds of people and and then when you start going viral you never know who's actually going to watch it and right. reach out to you um that, that's great man do you still connect with uh steve cook nowadays uh not too much i mean because once again he's not i i tried to get him into acting a couple times like yep. i knew he he did the movie with uh callum von moger who um that that you know what i'm talking about it wasn't like a big film but it was like i, this, I don't uh, think i've seen that one no well it wasn't big it was like a body uh bodybuilding movie uh let's see let me see let me think of it I'm, I'm gonna think of it uh let's see if it comes up uh it was called bigger so that's what it was it's about he played calvin played a young Arnold schwarzenegger and oh and, and that was him the, yes yeah, yeah i have seen yeah, it yeah. yeah 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 so it was calvin von moger who played him and then steve cook had a small part in it and that was kind of his you know the extent of his acting career and i was like dude you're a good-looking guy. You should be an actor. Like you're, you have a good voice. You're good on camera. Like get some acting chops on you, dude. You're unstoppable. And it was just, it's just not something he's interested in. And 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 on my end, I wasn't interested in my aesthetic as much as I was, is my acting career, right? Like I, mm. I, I, I tried to do bodybuilding, and I and I looked at it, and I did all the things, but I was like, this isn't what I want to do. You know, I, I'm good at it, and and it was it was frustrating to people because I'm like. I have these natural genetics that I've never taken a steroid in my life, you know, mm. scouts on or whatever you want to say. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I've never taken a steroid. And, um, yet I had these great genetics that could do well in bodybuilding. And I stepped away from that. And I think me stepping away from fitness, super intense. And, and because I had messaged a couple times, like, Hey, I uh, want to work out together. He's like, yeah, come down to, you know, fitness culture and we'll work out. And I, I had never been able to make it down. And now to this point, you know, it's been a couple of years since I filmed that video. And I think, wow, it's been that long. Um, it's been a, you know, a little bit and we've just kind of grown apart as friends. I mean, we still, he still likes my posts. And I like his, you know, but we don't, we're not like uber best friends, you know, mm -hmm. I, I would say we're like, we're like acquaintances, you know? So, yeah. That's, that's still fine, man. At least you've got that connection still there. Um, and you never know, like later on in the future, you never know what can happen. 
So right, that, that's good, man. So you don't, you're not really like a bodybuilder today, so to speak, or do you still like exercise and keep up your fitness routine? Um, not as much. Like I, the biggest fitness thing I do is um, is I still weigh my food and like I count, you know, my macros, my protein, fats, and carbs, and I kind of I, I use some of the tools of bodybuilders, just so to speak, um, just to maintain, and then. And then that way, if I when I decide to start lifting again, when I do lift, it like just comes back, you know, pretty mm. quick. So I don't like I I just maintain. So um, I got a role in a commercial. It's gonna be like a a fun cheesy commercial. It's a for this company called Chamber Media, and I've done a couple commercials with them. Well, actually, one commercial with them. But um, just so they don't come back and like, wait a minute, we've only done one with you. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, they they booked me for uh, they they want me to be a luchador like in this commercial, and so I told my buddy Barrett, who's kind of like my agent slash director buddy slash the person who got me into acting, I was like I should do like a forty day cut and just get shredded, you know, for that, you know, mm. just for the sake of that, but not for a bodybuilding competition. So I don't know. I, I'm not fitness isn't my career anymore, but I still know how to do it. You know, you don't forget how to do it. No, it's like second nature almost for some right. people. Yeah. So that, that's that's awesome, man. So like what drives you as a person? Like what gets you up in the morning to, to keep doing what you're doing? Because it is a tough tough gig that you are you are making in your life. Um, momentum. Hmm. Keeping up momentum. Because like I said, I've booked a few roles. Like I even look at, I mean, to be honest with you, just to be straight up, I even put things like this, like our podcast interview that we're doing right now on mm. my resume so people can go back and because it's another form of media, right? Where people can get to know me authentically and I think it's very valuable. And I get, that's why I get excited about these kind of things. And so that's mad, what drives man. me Well it's it's great though, you know, because it's yeah. because this is this is so fun and it's a form of entertainment if you think about it. You know, we're entertaining people. Um, yeah. and then and then being honest and we're not acting, we're not playing a character but we are entertaining people so i mean yeah i'm an actor but i don't want to limit it to just that and mm. so um what gets me up in the morning like i have i build up this moment so i'm like I, I had this today and then i'm hanging out with my buddy uh uh billy man he's known as man billy on uh tiktok he we've been friends for years and he has two million followers on tiktok you know we're good buddies but like that's not why we're in. we're just close friends and then my other buddy bear i'm filming i have four auditions to film tonight that i have to do because they're scenes they're not monologues so i'm gonna film have my buddy read off of them so i have once you gain momentum hmm. it's like it's like you're stoking a fire you know you don't just let the fire go out you blow on the fire you put wood on the fire you do whatever to keep the fire going so it's like while the fire is going i want to keep that fire going you know hmm. that's great man and i never actually thought of this as a way to put on a resume like that's that's new for me so i just learned something how about that? <laughs> so that's that's awesome, man. Like, hopefully, like this can, you know, get you somewhere. Um, like, I, I I believe, I really believe that people's stories are powerful and they have the ability to change lives. So if you know, and I don't cut anything out. So that's the important thing. It's not like media. It's not like I'm editing bits in, bits out. You know, making it sound a certain way. It's it's raw. It's organic. It's how we are in the moment, but it's still entertaining people, like you said, through stories. So it's real. 
like that's the that's the most powerful form i feel um yeah so that's that's incredible man so do you have any mentors in your life um mentors as far as that like i would definitely see barrett bergen is one of my mentors like i am up every morning he's like did you submit for this did you do this how's your acting going you know and (laughs) he's always pushing me to be a better actor but like he's also um a very active member of the church so he knows a lot of church doctrine and things like that that i that i talked to him about um i think my dad is definitely a mentor in my life i call almost every day and and because one of the things i never want to do is get so consumed in a career that i forget my relationship with my family and good friends you know Mm. easy to do that when you get so busy you kind of forget about people and then before you know it you you kind of you lose the chance and so even when it's a little stressful i push so my dad would definitely be a mentor in my life that i talk to yeah that's good man and where do you think like the followership on your Instagram came from? Was that through all the the videos you did with Supertramp, with Gymshark, with some of your commercials? Where do you think that came from? Because I'm always curious to know, like what what promotes or what builds a good social media presence so that people can actually see you and you know follow your life, so to speak. Yeah, well. That is my Achilles heel, my friend. I am an old school <laughs> person. Um, I I did not. I, this was organically built, but not to my own doing. So what mm. I mean is, when I yeah, I got some followers from the Devin Super Trend video, some followers from, but I got twenty thousand followers in one night um, when because I had twenty four point five at peak, if you will, and I've kind of lost followers because. They're like, oh, you're not doing fitness? I'm disappointed. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. You know, like, you know, so, you know, so it's, it's true, though. People are like, well, it's funny because you get, you get famous in fitness and they're like, hey, how much can you bench? How much can you bench? What, what's your squat? What, what, what's your body fat right now? What are you doing? Are you eating? What are you doing like right now? And, and people are like, so like want to know everything. And it's funny with fitness. And then I was just kind of like. Hey guys, I'm an actor, and a guy made a post like I'll make I'll make like an actor post, and it'll only get like it'll get like half the likes or engagement than my like, and then I throw up a picture of me like flexing or something, and people are like, "Yeah, I like this, I love this," you know, like they get like so into it, and I'm like, ah, "One day, one day," you know, and so and so I mean I, I'm not gonna hate it or not be great, but it's just the facts, and so I um I got that Gymshark video came out i remember i was uh talking to an ex-girlfriend little plug there but um and, uh, <laughs> we were just broken up and she i text her and i go oh yeah that gym shark video is coming out tomorrow like i, and I was like you know because i've been in stuff so i was like huh cool and she's like oh awesome and then i woke up the next i woke up the next day and uh the video came out huh i'm at six thousand followers seven thousand oh ten thousand oh twelve thousand oh fifteen Oh, whoa, 20,000. Whoa, 23. And then 24.5, you know, 24,500 followers. Whoa. You know, and it just exploded. Like, it it, it was literally overnight. Like, literally. Like, wow. and I was just like, so, yeah, I'm not a social media um, star by any ch- Like, I mean, I, I, I have the personality for it, but I, I, I don't want to tell you, like, this is how you do it. 
Um, but my biggest advice, though, um, for the way that it happened to me, just put yourself out there. Be involved. Shake hands with people. Be and and, and don't don't be so quick to go from point A to point B that you don't stop and smell the roses because you don't know who you can shake hands with and what opportunity come of that. You know yeah. what if you you know because you just never know. You know and. And so that, that that's kind of the way I look at it. Eventually, I'll get a social media manager and people like that to kind of help me build that again and kind of gain that that momentum on social media. But um, but other than that, it just 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 be you is the thing, and, and that's so cliche, but it's so true because mm. that that's what people got behind me for. They got excited was because I was being myself. You know, I wasn't. They they loved that and and they related with. It. And I think people relate with relate this podcast it's gonna go and it can feel hard because fitness is a saturated industry right and sometimes podcasts can feel like a saturated but you never know what's gonna you know work and jump and explode you just don't you know yeah exactly man like that's really really good advice you know like when i started this podcast back in october i honestly was not gonna do it unless i myself was committed because i knew that it was going to be a long slog and I knew that it was going to be very, very hard in some respects to actually build something that people can resonate with, people can actually start following, people can get something from it. Um, the main mission is will, will remain the same, and that is to inspire, to motivate, to educate, and to challenge people through stories and to reach as many people as we possibly can. And it's through people like yourself that are willing to come on, willing to share their story, that makes the story box the story box you know because i couldn't do it without you i couldn't do it without anyone else wanting to come on and you know be themselves and to share their story um so thank you so much lee for your time for coming on for your advice your actual story which has inspired and and is really encouraging to me man like really appreciate it um, so I've got a couple more questions before we finish up because I am mindful of your time. Three bits of advice that you could give someone that is starting out and or needing a little bit of a boost in their life currently. Um, about like acting or, or like to what specifically? or can be life advice or life um, could be towards acting, could be really pretty much anything, man. Anything... Three bits of advice that you could just give to someone that if you were to meet tomorrow or today and they just, you felt like they needed help, you felt like they needed advice and you just say to them, look, here's three things that I can give you right now that hopefully might help you. Well, number one, we all have an itch, right? We all have an itch for what we want to do. At, at one point or another, you had an itch to do a podcast. I had an itch to be an actor and mm. I scratched that itch, you know, and, and, and that kind of led to finding what made me happy, you know, in, in, uh, in a lot of ways. The next thing I would say, um, it, it, have fun, but also run your life like a business. I, it wasn't until a month ago that I started taking the business aspect of my, what I'm doing. Because I was dabbling in acting. It was just coming to me, like, and it was something naturally drawn to. But I wasn't taking it too as serious in the business sense. So I made the spreadsheet and I got my resume and I got all my submissions organized and I have everything, you know, organized and, and everything's on my resume and everything's value. If it's, if it's not something that's building my career, 
you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways than, than what am I doing. And then the third one is um, be nice to yourself. Um, I think we we don't like who we are because we 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 project ourselves and we like we look at like someone like Ryan Reynolds and like, oh I want to be Ryan Reynolds like and you're not Ryan Reynolds you're I'm you know I, I'm Lee Liston mm-hmm. and I'm not Dwayne the Rock Johnson I'm Lee Liston and that is enough so be kind to yourself be kind to your career um, work on your resume and and build it. And, and just build on it every day because everybody, you, me, Dwayne Johnson, whoever it is, has had to build a resume at some point. Mm. That's right, man. That, that's, yeah, really good pieces of advice. Um, now, your favorite film, I love this part, favorite film, favorite actor, and the last movie that you watched. Oh, okay. Um, favorite, favorite film of all time is Big Fish. I Ooh. love, love Big Fish. Have, have you ever seen it? If I can just ask you real quick. I don't think I have, no. Okay, that's your homework. Go watch it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, and then my favorite actor, um, I, I mean, I love Dwayne Johnson because he's just like the titan of the industry. Mm-hmm. But if I had to say favorite actor, it would have to be Ewan McGregor. He's yep. the star of Big Fish, you know, big surprise. But he's the star of Big Fish, very talented actor, very real and authentic. So... Uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, for sure. And um, last movie I watched was Whiplash. Uh, that with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Um, oh, I love Whiplash. I had never seen it. Dude, oh, it's my so goodness. good, right? Well, yeah, because my, my friend Barrett Vergen that I keep, I think I mentioned him like 80 times. He's like, Lee, why are you talking about Whiplash? I'm like, because you made the career what it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, he loves it. But, um, but whenever whenever we're messaging each other now like i'm like I, like i have like four auditions on my grinding he's like dude don't burn out and then i i messaged that that part where jk simmons you know wraps his hand around and like not my tempo and he's like no 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 it's like it's like my acting career like that now where i'm like not my tempo i'm like okay gotta go harder gotta go harder and then his hands bleeding right his hands bleeding so he sticks it in that uh the ice water just to like cool off and then he like wraps his hand and then he gets in the car accident and he still runs he's like bleeding and like running like a psycho but he wants to be in the jazz band so bad you know so i just yeah so yeah that was that is the last film i sorry that had nothing to do with the last question you asked <laughs> but yes that is the last film i watched no i love yeah, it man that. love it like i gotta watch big fish now i love asking this question because it means that some people might come up with a movie that i haven't actually seen which has been the case for several people that I've had on. And I'm thinking, mm. what's that movie? Like, I'm missing out on, on this movie. Like, why? And I've, I've had to go back and actually watch the movie they've recommended. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. So, my last question is, uh, what's next for you? What is next for me? Um, well, just building that resume. I have a couple short films coming up um, in auditions. Uh Big things I'm trying to get on is Willow with Disney Plus. Uh, I'd love to get I'd love to get on Willow. Um, now I never ever thought in a million years I would say this, but uh, they just announced that uh, Taika Waititi is uh, directing uh, um, a Willy Wonka. Yes, um, I saw that. Short. Yes. So so I made I made a, like a joke. I was like I want to play Willy Wonka. I told my dad <laughs> I play Willy Wonka. And then every all the yes. were average size. Yes. And so I was like, 
And then the other thing that I talked about was if you read that article, they're actually doing like a origin story of the Oompa Loompas, like mm. like a narrative about them. It's not like they're like sitting in the chocolate factory. And so me and my buddy are talking about, you know, getting some connections so I could get on that show, you know, potentially, because how cool would it be to tell a really cool narrative about an Oompa Loompa, given I never wanted to be one. But I mean, I was like, but like for this, maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, that'd be you something know? I'd get on board with 100%. So make sure that you make it happen. <laughs> I will. De- I gotta, definitely. I, I got to work. It. <laughs> I got to hustle. You, you get it, man. Get it 100%. And I'll plug it like there's no tomorrow. Because I, that was like one of the films that I grew up with, uh, Willy Wonka. Um, and the Oompa Loompa is like, I used to keep singing a song all the time. It gets stuck in your head. It's like one of those things. Yeah. But I would love to see a different version where the Oompa Loompa is Willy Wonka. <laughs> That'd be so good. So good, well, man. It, wouldn't it be crazy, though? And, and, and like, or no, even crazier. What if I was human, like Willy Wonka was human, and the average size people were Oompa Loompas? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You completely flip, like a Twilight Zone kind of thing, where you're flipping it around, like, you know, like completely flipping the script, literally. Would it actually have the same message and the same storyline, but you just flip the flip the heights of everybody involved? <laughs> yeah, fun, fun fact for you, little piece of trivia. Um... If Johnny Depp had said no to Willy Wonka, do you know who the runner-up was to play Willy Wonka? No idea. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He was oh. actually up to, yeah. Fun fact, <laughs> I read that. Like in a trivia, I'm like, that's so random. That's it is. I, I don't actually see Dwayne the Rock Johnson as being Willy Wonka, but um, obviously Hollywood thought that he could be. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so, fascinating. So, yeah. So... So, but regardless, though, I, I definitely want to get my career big enough where I can. I was talking to my friend about it last night, and it's like I would love to be able to make a phone call where that becomes realistic. You know, mm. where that's like, hey, I can put butts in seats. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know so, <laughs> so. Well, you so got anyways. you got my butt, man. When whenever a movie comes out, let me know, and I'll be, I'll I'll watch it. So. Sounds good. Dude. Well, I'm. Thank you for having me, by the way. This has been so fun. You are such a good interviewer. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You're such a good guest. Like, <laughs> you make it easy for me. <laughs> I, lo- I love love your story, man. Love your advice. Thank you so much for coming on. And you got another raging fan here all the way in Sydney, Australia. So thanks again, man. Really, really appreciate it. No problem. Take care, my friend. You too, dude. Cheers. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Storybox Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, you can do so now over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify just by searching up the Storybox. And if you got something out of this week's episode, please leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and share it around with your friends and family. Let's start changing people's lives through powerful stories. You can also connect with the Storybox on social media for updates or just send a a nice message via Instagram and Facebook just by searching up the Storybox. It's that easy. Until we dive next week back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget to share your story around. I'll catch you then.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.